0: Section 12 of Satires This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Satires by Juvenal Translated by G.G. Ramsay. Satire 11 extravagance and simplicity of living if atticus dines sumptuously he is thought a fine gentleman if Rutilus does the same people say he has lost his senses for at what does the public laugh so loudly as at an Apicius reduced to poverty every dinner-table the baths lounging places and theatres have their fling at Rutilus for while still young active and warm-blooded and fit to wear a helmet he plunges on till he will have to enroll himself not compelled indeed but not forbidden by the tribune under the rules and royal mandates of a trainer of gladiators You may see many of these gentry being waited for by an oft eluded creditor at the entrance to the meat market, men whose sole reason for living lies in their palates. The greater their straits, though the house is ready to fall and the daylight begins to show between the cracks, the more luxuriously and daintily do they dine meanwhile they reinsack all the elements for new relishes no cost ever stands in their way if you look closely into it the greater the price the greater the pleasure so when they want to raise money to go after the rest they think nothing of pawning their plate or breaking up the image of their mother and having thus seasoned their gluttonous dolph at a cost of four hundred sesterces they come down to last to the hotchpotch of the gladiatorial school it matters much therefore who provides the feast what is extravagant in Rutilus gets a fine name in ventidius and takes its character from his means Rightly, do I despise a man who knows how much higher Atlas is than all the other mountains of Africa, and yet knows not the difference between a purse and an iron-bound money-box. The maxim, Know thyself, comes down to us from the skies. It should be imprinted in the heart and stored in the memory. Whether you are looking for a wife or wishing for a seat in the sacred senate, even their sides never asked for that breastplate of Achilles in which Ulysses cut such a sorry figure. If you are preparing to conduct a great and difficult cause, take counsel of yourself and tell yourself what you are are you a great orator or just a spouter like curtius and matho let a man take his own measure and have regard to it in things great or small even in the buying of a fish that he set not his heart upon a mullet when he has only a gungeon in his purse for if your purse is getting empty while your mole is expanding, what will be your end when you have sunk your paternal fortune and all your belongings in a belly which can hold capital and solid silver as well as flocks and lands? With such owners the last thing to go is the ring. Poor Polio, his fingers stripped. Has to go a begging. It is not an early death or an untimely grave that extravagance has to dread. Old age is more terrible to it than death. The regular stages are these money is borrowed in Rome and squandered before the owner's eyes. When some little of it is still left, and the lender's face grows pale; these gentlemen give leg bale and make off for bay and its oyster's bed. For in these days, people think no more of absconding from the form than of flitting from the stuffy cebuva to the ascaline. One pang, one sorrow only afflicts these exiles. That they must, for one season, miss the Kynesian games. No drop of blood lingers in their cheek. Shame is ridiculed as she flees from the city, and few would bid her stay. Today, friend Persicus, you will discover whether I make good, indeed, and in my ways of life, the fair maxims. Which I preach, or whether while commending beans, I am at heart a glutton, openly bidding my slave to bring me porridge, but whispering cheesecakes in his ear. For now, what you have promised to be my guest, you will find in me an avender. you yourself will be the Tyrinthian or the guest less great than he though he too came of blood divine the one by water the other born by fire to the stars and now hear my feast which no meat market shall adorn from my Tibertine farm there will come a plump kid tenderest of the flock innocent of grass that has never yet dared to nibble the twigs of the dwarf willow and has more of milk in him than blood some wild asparagus gathered by the bailiff's wife when done with her spindle and some lordly eggs warm in her wisps of hay together with the hands that laid them there will be crepes too kept half the year as fresh as when they hung upon the tree peers from signia and syria and in the same baskets fresh smelling apples that rival those of picking and of which you need not to be afraid seeing that winter's cold has dried up their autumnal juice and removed the perils of unripeness such were the banquets of our senate in days of old when already grown luxurious when curious with his own hands would lay upon his modest earth the simple herbs he had gathered in his little garden herbs scoffed at nowadays by the dirty ditcher who works in chains and remembers the savers of tribe in reeking cookshop. for feast-days in olden times they would keep a side of dried pork hanging from an open rack or put before the relations a fletch of birthday bacon with the addition of some fresh meat if there happened to be a sacrifice to supply it, a kinsman who had thrice been hailed as consul, who had commanded armies and filled the office of dictator, would come home earlier than was his wont for such a feast, shouldering the spade with which he had been subduing the hillside. For when men quailed before a fabius, or a stern Cato before a Scaurus or a Fabricius, when even a censor might dread the severe verdict of his colleague. No one deemed it a matter of grave and serious concern what kind of tortoise shell was swimming in the waves of ocean to form a headrest for our Troy born grandees. Couches in those days were small, their sides unadorned. A simple headpiece of bronze would display the head of a bee garlanded ass, besides which would romp and play the children of the village. Thus, house and furniture were all in keeping with the fair. The rude soldier of those days had no taste for or knowledge of. Greek art, if allotted cups made by great artists as his share in the booty of a captured city, he would break them up to provide gay trappings for his horse or to chase a helmet that would display to the dying foe of an image of the Rumulian beast hidden by Rome's destiny to grow tame with the twin Corini beneath a rock, and the nude effigy of the god swooping down with the spear and shield. Their messes of spelt were then served on platters of earthenware, such silver as there was glittered only on their arms, all which things you may envy if you are at all inclined that way the majesty of the temples also was more near to help us it was then that was heard through this entire city that midnight voice telling how the goals were advancing from the shores of ocean the gods taking on them the part of the prophecy such were the warnings of jupiter such the cave which he bestowed on the concerns of latium when he was made of clay and undefiled by gold in those days our tables were homegrown made of our own trees for such use was kept some aged chestnut blown down perchance by the southwestern blast but nowadays a rich man takes no pleasure in his dinner, his turbot and his venison having no taste, his unguents and his roses no perfume, unless the broad slabs of his dinner-table rest upon a ramping, gaping leopard of solid ivory made of the tusks sent to us by the swift-footed moor from the portal of Syene, or by the still duskier Indian, or perhaps shed by the monstrous beast in the Nabatian forest, when too big and too heavy for his head. These are the things that give good appetite and good digestion, for to these gentlemen a table with a leg of silver is like a finger with an iron ring. For this reason, I will have none of your haughty guests to make comparisons between himself and me, and look down upon my humble state. So destitute am I of ivory that neither my dice nor counters are made of it. Even my knife handles are of bone. Yet are not the vines tainted thereby, nor does the pullet cut up any verse on that account nor shall i have a carver to whom the whole carving school must bow a pupil of the learned typhyrus in whose school is cut up with blunt knives a magnificent feast of hares and sows, paunches of bows and antelopes of scythian fowls and tall flamingos and Cushillian gazelles until the whole suburrah rings with the clatter of elmwood banquet. My raw youngster, untutored all his days, has never learnt how to filch a slice of kid or the wing of guiana fowl, unpractised save in the theft of scrapes. Cups of common ware bought for a few pence will be handed round by an unpolished lad, clad so as to keep out the cold. No Phrygian or Lycian youth, none bought from a dealer at a huge price, will you find when you want anything as for it in Latin? They are all dressed alike. Their hair cut close and uncurled, and only combed to-day because of the company. One is the son of a hardy shepherd, another of the cattleman. He sighs for the mother whom he has not seen for so long, and thinks wistfully of the little cottage and the kids he knew so well. A lad of open countenance and simple modesty, such as those ought to be who are clothed in glowing purple, no noisy frequenter he of bats presenting his armpits to be cleared of hair and with only an oil flask to conceal his nudity, he will hand you a wine that is bottled on the hills among which he was born and beneath whose tops he played, for wine and servant alike have one and the same fatherland. You may look perhaps for a troop of Spanish maidens to win applause by immodest dance and song, sinking down with quivering thighs to the floor, such sights as brides behold seated beside their husbands though it were a shame to speak of such things in their presence my humble home has no place for follies such as these the clatter of castanets words too foul for this trumpet that stands naked in a reeking archway with all the arts and language of lust may be left to him who spits wine upon floors of Lacedaemonian marble. Such men be pardoned because of their high station. In men of moderate position, gaming and adultery are shameful. But when those others do the same things, they are called gay fellows and fine gentlemen. My feast today will provide other performances than these. What matters it with what wise strains like these are read? And now put away cares and cast business to the winds. Present yourself with a welcome holiday. Now that you may be idle for the entire day, let there be no talk of money, and let there be no secret wrath or suspicion in your heart, because your wife is wont to go forth at dawn and to come home at night with crumpled hair and flushed face and ears cast off straightway before my threshold all that troubles you all thought of house and slaves with all that slaves break or lose and about all put away all thought of thankless friends meantime the solemn idean rite of megalesian napkin is being held there sits the praetor in his triumphal state the prey of horse flesh and all rome today is in the circus a roar strikes upon my ear which tells me that the green has won for had it lost rome would be as sad and dismayed as when the consuls were vanquished in the dust of Cannae. such sights are for the young whom it befits to shout and make bold wages with a smart damsel by their side but let my shrivelled skin drink in the vernal sun and escape the toga you may go at once to your bath with no shame on your brow, though it wants a whole hour of midday. That you could not do for five days continuously, since even such a life has weariness. It is rarity that gives zest to pleasure. End of Satire. 11